Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Section 336. Ready, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Let's go O's! Section 336! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your dearly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rodin. What up, coconuts? And the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, I figured Matt's... Figured out Matt's been fooling around, found a way to change his name on the little screen. Ah, uh, yeah. You see my it, new name now? Yeah. It says I'm joined by Adley Rushman. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I hate to it I, to you. It's just me. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a little better looking than you. I don't know about that. I think you're pretty darn handsome, yeah. Matt. Thank you, Bert. Okay. <laughs> This is weird. We're recording at an earlier time so we can hear one of your kids in the background. Yeah, that's me. That's what, if you record before 730, there's a good chance you're going to hear a crying baby in the background. The <laughs> right. Way it is. I, I get it. Um, I get it. It's, uh, yeah, it's why we normally go after bedtime. It's mayhem in yeah. Graysonville. That's absolutely right. Uh, stay away. Until 730, then it's all good. Um, but speaking of babies... The Orioles drafted a bunch of babies today. Yeah, and yesterday. Uh, yeah, I don't. Rushman's like the old guy in the he's group. He's twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 let's get into it. Um, this is our you know call it your our draft um, uh our, our draft post game show if you will like, yeah like day one recap. Yeah, although now we can almost do a day two recap at this point sure, as well. Sure. Um. But the, uh, the Orioles, uh, to no one's surprise, though right before Rushman was drafted, in the hours leading up to it, and like the day before, there was chatter uh, that the Orioles maybe would not go with Rushman. Right. And even like, um, if you look at Elias' comments after it, there were, you know, I think he said 30 people in the room, and not everyone agreed that Adley Rushman was the guy. Uh, Bert, Josh, how do you feel with the Orioles going with uh, the catcher with the number one pick of the draft? I, I would have been happy with, uh, I think, any of those top three, Bobby Witt Jr. and uh, Vaughn. Uh, but Rushman was the one I think I wanted, and I think a lot of people... Never! <sighs> Trip Norton's always there. Wanted. I'm very happy. I... Uh, this is the first time ever, ever in my life I gave a crap about the. MLB draft to, to sit down on the couch and watch it in an anticipation to see who the Orioles would pick. 
And I I think the the big takeaway for me was just like you, I've never really paid attention to the draft. Like I've seen highlights of the draft. Three, four, I know they set it up on that big baseball there, field, the tables. Much. They bring player um, representatives. So I was the, right, right. The uh, Major League Baseball draft sucks. The NBA draft's more fun. The NFL draft's more fun. Very excited. The and Major I'm hoping for round draft. two and next year. Why do I mean, the Orioles to do it, need five to do it, minutes? To do it all to over again next year. Why with do they the need to use their whole five minutes to figure it out when they've they've got the number one draft pick? Nothing changed. You can't trade draft picks around. Uh, but Adley okay. Rushman. I, I enjoyed it too I much to not want to do it again. I'm kind of surprised year. that the Orioles didn't screw it up. And I think we were years of uh, them finding ways to disappoint fans. So I was expecting something different. But I, I mean, yeah, Adley Rushman, best guy on the board. So, yeah, you can't, can't mess with that. That's great. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone's talking about it in Elias We Trust. If I'm being honest with you guys, this sounds stupid to say, but I trust Dan Duquette more with the draft, uh, especially with the number one pick, than I do Michael Elias. I mean, if you look at Michael Elias' track record um, in Houston, everyone talks about Correa. People don't talk about how he had three number one picks, and Correa was the only one that worked out. And he turned out to be great, but one out of three isn't very good odds in my book. So I'm oh. glad Michael Elias didn't try to get too cute and just took the guy that everyone said was the best player in the draft. Right, and that's... Part of, part of me kind of wanted to see him go in a different direction, to see everyone freak out who's been doing this whole walk with Elias thing, to see if they would see them all freak out when they if he doesn't do what they predict. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, the the thing I want to the, – the reason I'm excited about Mike Elias, not because he's going to make the best pick number one overall. I mean, that's – we could do that. I could yeah. go up there and draft Adley Rushman, and I would have. Um what we want him for is player development with all the um, metrics. And we do want him to see if he can find some guys lower in the lower rounds or higher rounds, however you want to call it. Yeah, base um, two and three. Based on his metrics, right? But but Dan Duquette, don't get it twisted. We got a lot of guys right now in the minors playing really well at the low levels who are Dan Duquette pitchers, Dan, Dan Duquette guys. Uh, and so Dan Duquette did a good job with the draft. Uh, our problem was we kept on trading them away because we were trying to win now all the right. time. Um, but but uh, Mike Elias, I I mean I have I'm I'm glad he did the right thing and took the best player that everyone agrees right. is the sure. best player. And he's going to be catching for those guys sooner than later, right? Yeah, I'd be curious. There's some like questions here, right? Like um, the Oregon State season's over, so he can start as soon as he signs. Right. So they got to work out that deal. Yeah. Which is pretty much worked out ahead of time for the for the top guys. Yeah, um, you would hope so. But they, yeah, but then it's does he go to the Keys? Do they start him in Delmarva, or how quickly do they bring him up to Bowie or Aberdeen? Or uh, yeah, sure, Aberdeen. Did Aberdeen start their season yet? I think they but, start soon, and that's where I think a lot of the draft picks normally go. Yes. If they're ready to play professional ball, they go to Aberdeen. But rarely do they skip Aberdeen. But that's the high schoolers. That's the young guys, not the guys who already put in multiple years at college. Mm, I think you see a lot of them still go there. Yeah, I don't don't think you're going to see him at Bowie, uh, at least for a year. Adam Pohl put on Twitter he thinks that that he'll be in Bowie this year. No. He's just trying to sell tickets. (laughs) He's trying to sell tickets. He's biased. You know what? I heard that he's going to be there by Father's Day. (laughs) You've got to get your tickets now. I would... I want to know the starting lineup came out today. Why isn't Adley Rushman in the starting lineup? <laughs> right, right. 
Um, someone messaged me last night, and you know, I talk. I said how well Oriole fans love to be negative, and I, I got a I got a private message last night saying, "Well, the Orioles have a history of only fifty percent of their uh, first draft first round draft picks have made it to the majors and made an impact." And my response to him was, "Fifty percent sounds pretty good." Because right. I think for the overall draft, it's about 10% of people who actually make it through the minors and into the, into the major leagues. So I think 50% sounds pretty good when there was only one uh, number one pick overall in that entire time, which is Ben McDonald. So, um, and baseball has changed, but Rushman clearly will make it to the majors. He's, that's not an issue. But I think it's it's tough. You still got to get through the minors. We've seen lots of guys flame out making trying to get through the minors. Yeah, I mean because when you're projecting, you're you're asking yourself how will Rushman do against guys who are just a lot better than what he's playing in college, and it's right. almost impossible to tell how he's going to hit against Zach Britton or even how he's going to hit against an, a really good pitcher in Double A. And that, they're so much better than the college pitchers. It's and that's why, right. Well, that's also why you went with Rushman, because there's less questions. Where with Bobby Witt, it was the questions of what happens when we put him in a gym? What happens when he's old enough to, to drink? What happens when he's not in high school and not being raised by his parents? What happens when he's out on his own and a real job? How committed is he to this? There's a whole lot more questions than with a young kid. Uh, than an than a older guy who's, who's already put on muscle, already been in the gym daily. Already, well, Rushman hasn't focused on one sport. But but, has faced so. high-level college pitching. Right. Yeah. And Rushman was drafted by the Mariners like four or five years ago, uh, what, in the 40th round? And uh, yes, uh, just yeah, yeah. decided not to sign to go to college. I mean, that it was, it was a well. very late round, you know, so it wasn't that big of an impact, but uh, – but, you know, it seems like he had his priorities in order, and he's benefited from it tremendously. Wait, and it goes to show how much players change, right? How it's hard to project. Like Bobby Witt, right, who's now a high schooler. That's when um, Andy, uh, Adley Rushman was a high schooler. And so he's his stock obviously shot through the sure. roof right. in, in, in the three years that he played in, in college because you got to play three years of college baseball. Whereas a guy like uh, Bobby Witt, uh, his stock, you know, who knows where his stock will be in three years whether it's higher or lower. Well, you, sure. Yeah, that's true. Now, the, dif- the difference is Rushman in three years should be in the majors making an impact when Bobby Witt is probably going to be a, a, in three years, still be a high, one, might be one of the top prospects. And, and it's, it yeah. sealed the deal for me when I saw the little piece they did on Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, before the draft showing off his bedroom in his parents' house where he's got his Dustin Pedroia <laughs> autographs and his Derek Jeter jerseys. I was like, let the Royals have him. I don't want that kid anyway. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of questions there, right? <laughs> right, right. A lot of questions with that. Yeah. yeah no, I like that Rushman's from like a small town in the middle of nowhere. He seems like a – I don't want to make any comparisons. but Let's just say he said you know he's, he seems he's like. never been to the state of Maryland. Never been to the East Coast, I don't think. Yeah. Well, good. East Coast means no Yankees, no Red Sox. Yeah, uh, he, he's the type of guy that that grew up down the street from Oregon, went to Oregon, so uh, hometown kid. Hopefully, he can make it on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I we we shall see. 
uh, and we'll see sooner than later. It raises some interesting questions. I mean, we're also at the same time um, kind of weird. We have coincidental, I would call this, that we just caught up Chance Cisco um, around the same time that yeah. we drafted Adley Rushman. Coincidence right. or no? Um, no. Uh, co- I mean, yes, coincidence. He was doing good enough to deserve a shot. But convenient that, hey, you got to show your stuff because we might want to move you before the end of the Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence. There's a lot of guys yeah. doing well in the minor leagues right now. Why does the catcher get uh, called up? Because our catchers suck. So do a lot of our guys. Yeah. You seen our shortstop lately? All right. All right. You're, yeah, yeah. But he's a Rule 5 guy. That's why he's sticking around. But all right. Yeah. All right. I'll go with it. I'll go with no coincidence. It's time to show up. Yeah, because what do you do with Chancisco is is the question. Like, what if Chancisco plays well? As I see it, you if he have... plays well, you you keep him. You keep him. Well, no, I mean, well, it doesn't matter if he plays well. You trade him at July. If he plays well and there's no interest in him, then he's your catcher next year. Rushman's not going to be in the majors in 2020. Yeah, yeah, I get so, it, but but he will in 2021. Yeah. So if you can't move uh, Cisco this year, you move him next year. Yeah, I mean, he plays well. If he plays bad, he's done. Yeah, as I see it, there's three options on what to do with Chancisco. One is to um, keep him as the backup for Rutschman. Option two is to move him to a corner outfield or first base position. And option three is to trade him, though I don't know how much you get back for him since he's so kind of unproven and Right, really hasn't lived up to the high prospect status that that he's had for a while. Um, so I'm taking that one off the board, trading him. And so down now, do you want to use that guy just as a backup, um, or do you want to move him if his bat's good enough to a corner outfield or first base position? But of course, the problem you run into there is we have so many corner outfielders right, right. and first basemen that there's really not room for him in the near future in either the outfield or first base. So what I would like to see. I would like to see him play backup, uh, but play a bunch as a backup. And I would like to see them do some things with Adley Rushman because I think playing catcher is torture on your body. I would like to see them um, be a little creative. And instead of catching Adley Rushman, you know, 140 times a season, I would like to see him catch Adley Rushman like 100 times a like, season. Well, that's what they did. That's what Buck did with Matt Wieters and Caleb Joseph. Yeah, yeah, right. but yeah, but I think like even more of that. Yeah, you're right. He did do that a little bit, but even more of that, and put um, Rushman more at DH, put Rushman at first base, um, so you keep his bat in the lineup. Uh, but then, if Chancisco plays well, you also get a chance to have some more sure. Chancisco action. Just and thought. Elias did talk a little bit about that last night when they were asking him like, when when he gonna be ready? What's the plan for him? And he did make a comment with. Uh, how we got to, he's, he's, we've seen him catch enough this year, we, but we want to get the bat and play. Yeah. The bat, see if the bat progresses. Yeah. This is my favorite thing about Adley Rushman. Do you know how annoyed and tired I am of everyone saying Chance Cisco after 24 years in the minors, his defense still need, we still need to work on some aspects of his right. defense. Rushman, so, no concern. Rushman, no, he's not being, if he's held in the minors, it will not be because of his defense. Um, so thankfully we don't have to worry about that discussion at all. Um, so no one can tell me this guy's hitting 500 in the minors. Oh, but his pop time or his pitch framing or something other nonsense is not where they want it to be. So they're holding him down. 
That right. will not fly with Adley Rushman. So I'm excited about that. Uh, other picks, if we can get to some of the other picks. Um, sure. Day one, the second round, um, they drafted um, Henderson Gunner. A pretty good name. A That's short, a shortstop, his, right? Shortstop out of Alabama High School. Isn't his kid. first name Gunner? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Gunner Henderson. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. All right. We're two for two with good names. Yeah. The concern about him, though, is Besides being a high schooler. Uh, the signability, I'm, right? That's because he could go to college. Yeah, he's got an offer from Auburn to play. So he okay. could go to Auburn and play unless and he can sign him. And that's part of that whole slot money thing that nobody understands that I'm not going to try to explain because I don't understand. But that was the whole talk with maybe we don't sign Rushman so we have more money for these for these lower slot guys. Yeah, and I saw a couple people on Twitter say we drafted Zach, uh, Zach Watson in the third round. And I heard some people saying, well, Zach Watson's not that good. But I heard maybe we drafted him so we could sign him less than his pick value, which is $800,000. Maybe we can sign him for $400,000 and give the extra 400000 to Gunnar Henderson right. in an effort to persuade him to sign and not go to college. Which works out fine if you convince Gunnar to not go to college. Yeah, if you gave me $2 million, I wouldn't go to college either. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would go. I would skip college for a lot less than that. Yeah, you give me actually. You give me like a hundred bucks, and we could talk. Yeah, you know, a gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm, I'm yours. I mean, it's a difference. It's a difference last year with the first round, but we talked about on draft night last year. Grayson Rodriguez was committed and signed to play at Texas A and M, uh, and then we signed him in the first round and gave him four point three million. So he right. opted for us instead. I mean, that's but, the difference between first round and a second round, though. Uh, Gunnar Henderson isn't going to get four point three million. No, he'd be lucky if he gets two. Yeah, right. But but then Auburn could be going to Gunnar and say, "Hey, come to our program for three years, and we'll get you into the first round, and you'll make some real money." Yeah, yeah. But you're going to go to college for three years to best case scenario, you know, make a couple million dollars more. But worst case scenario, you but could nobody, lose it all. Yeah, but nobody goes to college if you're choosing college. It's not to make more money. It's it's because you've got that education to back up on, and you're being offered a free ride to Auburn. Yeah, you put yeah yeah he'll get a free you ride. put in those three years just to find some high school punk living in his parents' basement like Bobby Wood Jr. getting uh, you know eight million dollars from the <laughs> yeah, Kansas exactly. City Royals. You went to college for those three years for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so so that's that's something to watch. Apparently he's uh, he's got a lot of great tools. Um, he, he yeah, center fielder named. Kyle Stowers. Yeah. So if you look at the Orioles picks, here, here it is. Number one yep. catcher, Adley Rushman. You know. um, but if you look the at the – so we drafted him, and then we drafted a center fielder out of Stanford, another college player, a left-handed center. Number two, a shortstop, Gunnar Henderson. Number three, a center fielder, Kyle St- Stowers. Number four, a, a center fielder, Zach Watson. Number five, shortstop, Joseph Ortiz. Seven uh, – seven, uh, uh, Daryl Hernandez, a shortstop, um, and then we drafted a catcher, Maverick Hanley, um, and then we drafted a, another outfielder, a center fielder, Johnny Reiser. So our first uh, right. eight picks um, were all That's your shortstop, center field. We're all shortstop, center field, or catcher. Now, isn't that because up the middle? Well, right. Well, it's up the middle. It shows that Michael Elias values defense, but it's also that's where your best players on high school and college teams sure. play. 
your shortstop is generally the best player. Your center fielder has the most speed in general, so that he can move to any he can move to a corner outfield. Your catcher has the power that can move to first. So it makes sense to go with those three positions. You're not going to draft a second baseman out of college. I mean, you can. I mean, the the third pick was the first well, yeah. baseman. You can, and you can you can. Sure, you can draft a right fielder if you want, but why wouldn't you draft the center fielder and put him in right field? Yeah. Or a shortstop and put him at second base. Well, and the reason is because if you draft a center fielder, it shows that they have athleticism and speed. Right. Now, maybe a right fielder has more power or something. Maybe. um, Because they drafted DJ Stewart, remember? I think DJ Stewart was a corner outfielder in college, um, but he was high on base and power guy. Um, But it shows that the Orioles are valuing speed and athleticism because you're taking positions that's, you know, for speed and athleticism. But but you're right. Like, Adam Jones was a shortstop. Uh, freaking Michael Givens was a shortstop. So, I mean, a lot of these guys are drafted at shortstops because they're the best, whether it's high school or college, they're kind of the best at that at player on the team, and they play shortstop. Um, and then once they get to a major league team and there's, you know, athletes everywhere, they find their right. position. So well, just because they're yeah, drafted at shortstop doesn't you- mean they're a shortstop. Right, and Elias has even already said that with certain guys. Well, yeah, he's a center fielder, but we think he's going to make it to the majors in a corner outfielder. Right, right. Um, and anytime you're outside of like the top two rounds, you're just hoping to get a major leaguer in any capacity. Uh, right. But it is interesting that you know all through round seven, and we had eight picks, I believe, in the first seven rounds, um, not a single pitcher was taken by the Orioles, which is... Dan Duquette was, you know, drafting pitchers all over the place, left and right. Um, we need pitching help. It's our most obvious need of the team. And I think it's a need still on the farm is pitching. Are you surprised or disappointed that the Orioles uh, didn't take any pitchers in the first eight, eight rounds? No, no surprise because we were led into this saying that this class is very weak on pitching. And then when you look at the Orioles and in that low A uh, Shorebirds, we've got pitching that seems to be developing. Our process seems to be working. When we've had Duquette really focus on pitching for the past few years, you would hope that there's some guys in there that the process can clean up and fix and 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 bring out some guys. All right, fine. Yeah, I was gonna say we're we're uh from all I'm hearing, we're stacked at pitching right now in the low ball, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Yeah, and again, everyone hates to say it, but we're stacked in the low minors, maybe because of Michael Elias and the, and the uh, a- analytics, but mostly I think because Dan Duquette drafted, you know, put a value in drafting arms. I mean, you mentioned Grayson Rodriguez. One of the reasons the Orioles were able to sign Grayson Rodriguez is we took him, I think it was number 11 overall, um, when a lot of people thought he would go at the end of the first round, and we took him higher, thus we could give more money, and he turned out to be one of the best pitchers of his draft class thus far. So that turned out to be a really great pick. But you're right. I'm excited of kind of bringing up Adley Rushman with these young pitchers, with Grayson Rodriguez, with D.L. Hall. I want to see a, next year, I want to see a buoy rotation with, with Grayson Rodriguez, with D.L. Hall, with Cody Sedlock, if you want to throw him in there. Right. Um, with all so, these kind of top-notch pitchers. all. Um, and by that point, Keegan Aiken better be in the majors, by the way. And, and right. Dean Kramer, too, better be in the majors. So from that angle, you would want to send, no matter how well Rushman's bat plays, start him at, at low A, send him to Delmarva, 
so that he starts working with these pitchers and you move them all up together. Yeah, I think that makes that, sense. That I mean, you graduate them all together. Or you graduate them this offseason from Delmarva to Bowie. You move yeah. them up the following to Frederick. And yeah, that makes then, sense to me. Or not Frederick. I guess Norfolk would be after Bowie. But you kind of graduate them somewhat together within months of each other. Yeah. And they all seem to – I mean, I, right now D.L. Hall is in Frederick, I think, and Grayson Rodriguez is at Delmarva, so they're not even the same place now. Right. Um, but I like to see them get on the same same place. I think and, Grayson Rodriguez is right. the best. By Bowie, they will all be on the same place. At some point, they'll all be in Bowie. Kind of how we saw Machado and Scope travel together. Yeah. And yeah. move up together. And Machado got a little bit ahead of Scope, but still they followed each other. Yeah. Um, there's This year, this year, boys, is really turning out to be a great year for the Orioles. It really is. If you look at how our young pitching uh, is playing um, in the minors, and that's almost more important than how our major league pitching is pitching, honestly. And if you oh, look absolutely. at our additions of Adley Rushman, totally. Adley Rushman, face of the franchise, um, you need stars on a team, right? You need superstars. Right. The Orioles have zero superstars. Sorry, Trey Mancini. The Orioles have zero superstars. Um, and so he becomes that superstar that you can build around. Um, so I'm just I'm pumped about this year. I think this has been a super successful year for the Orioles thus far. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited and- to see what the rest of the season holds. And the major league roster is doing exactly what they got to do. They're trying to secure that number one yeah, draft pick. I, I am, I'm going to get pissed with every win they have the rest of this year. It's so pointless. <laughs> I'm not going that it's far. It's so pointless. Why bother? What's, what's it gonna, what are we going to gain from it other than letting some other team get that number one pick next year? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, but it hurts too much to try to root for a loss. Yeah. And Doesn't I hurt me. Crying. I want to be crying if we were walking away this year with the number two pick in Bobby Wood Jr., right? I'm not crying over that. So, or, or even the Vaughn kid Even at the Vaughn three. kid. He's the, they say he's the best hitter of them all. And so, shoot, I would take a top three. As long as we're top five, I'm okay. What do you think? But I hear what you, What do you Bert. think about the conversation? Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts and, and share mine. The difference between taking Bobby Witt and taking Adley Rushman as to – when they could potentially come up and when they will make an impact because with obviously high school senior four five, maybe more years away from being major league ready where Adley Russian, maybe two years or less away and where the Orioles are in the rebuild process. Do we bring Rushman up too early where we're still rebuilding and all of a sudden now his major league clock starts ticking. Whereas a Bobby Witt, would be coming up in the prime of when the rebuild should be uh, reaping uh, rewards. Uh, I I think they went in the right direction. In my opinion, I think, yeah, Rushman might come up in a year or two, but I'd also like to see him get a year or two of major league experience under his belt before we're like world series ready. Whereas yeah. wit could be coming up when your world series ready but he's not as much of a contributor as he will be in the years after that. Yeah. It's like, um, like, like people just want to say, we're going to win the world series in 2023. And that's when wit would make his debut. And so all of a sudden wit walks on and we go to the world series. Like, no, like I look at by the time Rushman gets here in two years, that's when the Orioles start to be competitive again. And right, because that's when some of the pitchers hit as well. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we're going to the playoffs or winning the World Series that the year that Rushman gets mm-hmm. there. And I'm with Bert though. You get a year or two to kind of grow and field your position and and you know and get comfortable. And then um, 
but you're playing competitive baseball again. Then you start signing free agents. But I also see the Orioles' window as not being like a lot of people when they talk about the Orioles, like they talk about them like they're three years away from being three years away. And I, that's not how I view it. I view the Orioles as being three years away from being competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in three yes. years, that's when all those young pitchers will be in the majors. That's when we'll be a competitive baseball team. And then it's up to some free agent signings and how some of these players do. Um, but but I don't like this. Let's just draft people who are 10 years old and plan to be good in 2040. Right. No, like the sooner we're, we're, we're good the, is, is the, 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 the better in my mind. So, yes, draft a guy who's close to majorly ready. It's still two years away, right? He's still not this year, not next year. The year after is when he's, he's going to be making a, a big impact for the Orioles. So... And part yeah. part of this is still being used to the Orioles not having a plan. And we kind of thinking that we lucked into 2012. When we didn't really luck into 2012, it came earlier than people expected, but that was the, the plan was to develop these people. I think you can look back and you look at a guy like Matt Wieters, who was praised as Jesus and cleats and all, and we brought him up ahead of everyone else. He yeah. came up, he was up here, and then the rest of the pitching staff and people came up, and then we started to win. He was a couple years early which means we lost him but i don't think we're we would be in that same position and i i look back at what manny machado was called up in 2012 when we made that playoff push and uh he made an immediate impact but he wasn't the same manny machado we got in 2014 when uh, we won the american league east albeit he got hurt at the end of the season but you know had he stayed healthy we might be sharing world series rings with each other right but 20 2012 wasn't about Machado. It was about the Davis just destroying the ball and and totally. defense and pitching. That but came the fact together. that Machado comes up and plays a stellar third base as a 20 year old, oh, oh. like blew like we expected him to be good, but not this good. Yeah, oh. remember the whole conversation about how he's never played yeah, third yeah, base, yeah. and then and then that turned into a conversation of how much better does having that defense on the corners make? And then it turned pitching? it turned oh, into who's Brooks Robinson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It Boy. changed that whole year round. It changed our defense. And you're right. He wasn't a great offensive player when he first came up. But he's great defensively. And we had a freaking sinkhole at third base. And so he changed that whole team around. Right. And you brought him up when he was really young. So Bert's right. There's no saying with our number one pick next year that we can't get a high schooler at the number one overall pick and bring him up a year after rushing. Right. Like, that's not insane to say. Or, or next year you do the exact same thing. You take a college kid and then you've got – Two guys who are number one draft picks who are ready in three years rather than five years. Yeah. That can drastically improve your your window. And that's not even taking into account uh, what Duquette drafted that Mike Elias will be working with. Yeah, yeah. And here's what Mike Elias said, and I agree with him. Like, let's just for a second put aside high school, college, whatever. Who's the better player? Right? Who is the better player? And Mike Elias said, all things being equal – um, Adley Rushman was the better player. So we took Adley Rushman. I, I I know this just happened last night, but I'm getting used to getting the best amateur baseball player in the country on our team, <laughs> and I want it again next year. And it makes me even more irritated. They all those chips last year for international signing money, and we couldn't bring in Victor Victor and uh, you know his brother and all these people we saved yeah. all that money for for nothing, basically. But but that's step two of this is in a month when we've got when international signings open up and we've got Mike Elias already going out and saying, Hey, this is gonna be the busiest the organization's ever been. 
that's the other sure. thing we're looking for for Michael Elias. Like you started the game with, you started the show with anyone could have chose Rushman. That's true, but it's it's the it's today, tomorrow, and that international signings next month where we're really looking to Michael Elias. Not to mention the whole Sigma Dell and the analytics of working with these guys in the minor. Yeah, the player development is huge. Absolutely, that's something, especially with pitching. Right, we draft always draft a bunch of pitchers. We've struggled to develop the pitchers. Yeah. And so you hope with the sabermetrics, they're able to develop the pitchers. This is fun. We're having a positive episode <laughs> about the Orioles. It's been a while. Well, and it's kind of amazing. Bert mentioned, um, you got me thinking, Bert. It's almost unbelievable. All the losing we've done as a franchise, and we've only ever had the number one overall pick yeah. one other time. Yep. That's pretty amazing for how bad we've been. That just means so there's, always, there's always <laughs> been someone slightly worse than us. Yeah. All right. Does it make it more amazing that we might get it back to back? The, the, different, the difference yeah. is it's, it's been a team, so, a different team every year that's slightly worse than us, whereas we're consistently at the bottom. Because <laughs> well, right. we always like try to win a little bit. That was always our mistake. We always right, tried right. to win a little bit. We always, right. Well, this is the first time we built a team to lose. Yeah. Though, um, so Bert, your least favorite player right now must be Trey Mancini. Uh, why? Because he's a superstar. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. helping us win. Baseball I don't know. Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you say Trey. Do you do you no, boo Trey Mancini? No, I don't. But you, you were. I think you were facetious when you said Trey Mancini is currently the face of the franchise. Uh, he, he is a low rent face of the franchise right now in comparison to the oh, rest no. of the teams in the league. Yeah, he's our face of the franchise. But he is not a blip on anyone else's radar, I don't think. No, he is the he is the face of the franchise, and this whole All Star vote for Mancini twenty nineteen is all about uh, Michael Elias calling up all the other teams and saying, "Hey, you see Trey Mancini? You want Trey <laughs> Mancini?" I mean, he's the face. As in, we're trying to sell him, and and we're waving him in everyone's face, trying to say, "Hey, look." Well, this then I'm all good. for you it. I'm all for more young talent. I'm getting a taste for these young boys. <laughs> That's weird. Um, All right, let me just write down that title right here. Burke gets a taste for the young boys. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as I, I think Trey Mancini is the face of the franchise. Just like it's kind of it reminds me of the ace discussion, right? Who's the ace of the Orioles right now? John Means is the ace yeah. of our staff. Now I know <laughs> the Orioles literally do not have an ace and haven't had an ace since probably Mike Messina. I get that. But hey, uh, every team has to have a starter who's, you know, is their number one starter. You call that an ace. Every team has to have, quote unquote, a face. Uh, and Trey Mancini, to this point, has been that face. Though, one could argue that Adley Rushman is the new face of the Orioles. I don't know. You guys think his face is worthy enough to be the face of a franchise? Alex Rushman or Ad- Trey Mancini? Alex. Adley Rushman. Who's Alex? Adley. Oh, oh. Because I was going to ask you what happened to Alex Cobb, because we were talking about Ace. So I was thinking, I was I was googling Alex Cobb to try to find out what happened to Alex. Some kind Cobb. of blister on whatever. Hibaldo sure. Hima- yeah. Jimenez part two. Right. Um, no, I think I'm wondering when they put the banners up at Camden Yards with Adley Rushman's <laughs> face on it. Yeah. When do we see a billboard? I mean, they're gonna is uh, let's see. The Orioles are on the road now. I mean, I'm thinking next homestand they're flying them in to to. Show him off, right? I mean, technically, he's not on the team yet. He's got to sign. They got to sign him, but that, you'd think that would take place in the next week or two. One would hope. So, uh, yeah, I, I assume they're going to have him in there. They're going to be showing him on the Jumbotron, waving him on Masson. Everyone's going to be talking about him. Are you guys How going? How quickly 
do they get Rushman 35 jerseys in the store? <laughs> Are you guys going to his first game? Um, if it's next Tuesday, hey, it might be next Tuesday. Uh, that's Margaritaville night. I'm going. So maybe they'll announce him then. You mean the game that they announce him or like his game, that first game in two years or his first oh. game in single A? No, I meant his first professional game for the Orioles in the minors. Oh, At the oh. Keys or whatever, wherever he goes. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open for Delmarva. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm still in the state, then yeah, I'll go. Yeah. If I'm in, if I'm in Florida, I'll see him whenever I can. <laughs> It'll be tough. Spring training. You know what I, you know what I will do is I'll sign up for that stupid MILB TV. Yeah. Where I can watch the minor league games. Yeah, you're I right. I do that to see Rushman. You're right. I was, I've been tempted to do that to see Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall and I, them. I've um, been trying to get people to tell me, like, is it worth it? Do, what games do they show? How's the quality? And it seems like it's so-so. So I haven't made, yeah. made the purchase yet. But, I'm, but for Adley, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Well, if he starts in Delmarva, I'm, I'm there for this. First and time. I'm pushing for them to uh, fly him into Baltimore and have him uh, wave to the fans next Tuesday night at Camden Yards. Because I'll be okay, there. Because well, yeah. you'll be, be there and you can wave whatever, back. Yeah, whatever day they tell say he's going to come announce, I'd be tempted to go to that just because it'd be fun to cheer at Camden Yards again. Um, all the guys that uh, gathered up at Jimmy's to, to cheer on the, uh, the draft pick, I, it looked cool. It looked like a good time, and it showed you how much we really do want winning baseball in Baltimore. That we had a bar. There was a bar packed of Super Oriole fans for the worst drafted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw I saw the video of that, and that is cool. And I think that does say a lot about the team, and 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 also how I don't know. Oriole fans are smart. Like, stay off Facebook, um, and you'll realize Oriole fans are pretty smart. Uh, oh, yeah, and so a lot, we, we a lot realize what the shows out there, show out there. Yeah, yeah, we realize what's going on out there, and, and and we realize that this is a big step in the Orioles becoming a pe- competitive team. Um, I'm really, I'm I'm excited to see like next year how they view this Orioles farm system, given how we had so many minors having great years, plus the addition of Adley Rushman, how our minor league system ranks. Um, I bet we jump up. We've been traditionally yeah. the bottom of the pack, especially if right. you're Ken Rosenthal now, who hates. The I Orioles. was going to say it's it's weird because so many reporters. Hate Peter Angelos. Yeah. That no matter what, they're gonna they're gonna view the order. Well, they're, negatively. they're putting up they, the numbers like though so- that you can't you can't justify viewing them negatively uh, when you're comparing the the the, uh, the systems right now. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I feel like there's so many reporters with some connection to the Baltimore Sun too. What is that? Yes, they yes. always do the Baltimore. They'll hire Sun anyone. Back well, when the Baltimore <laughs> Sun was huge. The yeah. Baltimore Sun used to be like a big name. It was paper. huge. Yeah, yeah. And now we got Peter yeah, Schmuck. Now it's, it's Schmuck. Yeah. Uh, no, the, yeah, we, we, we love Peter Schmuck. Um, no. Look, uh, no, but if you want to read about the Orioles now, you got to follow Dan Connolly. He had a great article yeah. last week about Rushman where he went out to Oregon and met with the family and met Rushman and his teammates and everything and all that. And it's like, well, why is the son not doing reporting like that? Dan Connolly is. Yeah. And that's what the athletic, that's why they exist. Right. Cause there was that need. Yeah. Um, and they're filling that course. need. Right, and yeah, it helps that for the athletic. If suddenly the Orioles don't draft Dan Connolly, don't draft Rushman, they can just put that Dan Connolly article on the website for the Royals or something. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of resources. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I think at the worst they're going to jump up to the middle of the pack. At worst, and at best to like a ten or spot. Then you throw a number. There's no way. There's no way they're jumping to ten next year. 
You don't think so? Or just this season. And the draft picks and the addition of Adley Rushman. I mean, he, uh, he jumps. I mean, I mean, they judge us a lot by like top 100 prospects, right? He jumps. He immediately becomes a top 100 prospect. Yes. Is he number one in our in our organization immediately, or oh, is he absolutely. number two behind that other kid? Behind Ryan Matkowsel, who's having a no. great year. Oh, the guy we got on the Machado trade. Oh, Diaz. 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 Yes. Diaz. Yeah, U.S. Diaz is going down. His stock's going down. He's been hurt uh, all year. Typical. Yeah, he's been hurt all year. I mean, he hasn't played all that well when he has been healthy. All right. So his stock's so, going down. So right now, if you're, you're going to rank Rushman the number one, Mountcastle number two, you're saying. Who's number one? Rushman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now, I'll put Mountcastle as number one and Grayson Rodriguez or D.L. Hall as two and three. How are we going to split that? Okay, you're putting pitchers up there. Yeah. Um, but why, I, I think Rushman immediately goes number one. Immediately goes number putting, one. If you're saying we've got pitchers in number two and number three, then it's no surprise the Orioles didn't grab pitchers. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you asked, um, if you asked uh, Elias, he would say he took the best player available, which right. is when you're talking because which is what we've, we this is what we've praised Ozzie Newsom for years. Well, this is what every baseball team should be doing, right? Because it's so yeah. far away, and you don't know how any of the prospects are going to pan out. Who would like? No, I'm not going to draft. I'm not going to draft a left fielder because Treatment Seniors playing really well right now. Yeah, what is that? Get out of here. So you, right. Uh, it doesn't well, make sense. What, that's what uh, I think it was Schmuck. Or no, it, no, it was Stan Charles put out on Twitter. What do you think of the Orioles draft? Does this fill the holes in the lineup? And I'm like, what are you talking about in the lineup? Does it fill the holes in the lineup in 2022? Right. And you don't right. know what that lineup will look like in 2022. No, what I know right now is there's, there's nine holes in the lineup, and there's a bunch of holes in the bullpen, and there's five holes in our rotation. So, yeah. This uh, according to Steve Molesky an hour ago, Diaz has been moved from Frederick to Bowie. Oh, he's moving on up. No, he's not moving up. All right, Diaz. Bowie is ahead of Bowie is ahead of Frederick. Yeah, yeah, but but Diaz started the year in Bowie, and he, he must have been doing some sort of rehabilitation thing in Frederick as okay. come back from an injury. Fine, Fine. well, come on yes. out on Father's Day and see Diaz and us at the Bowie Bay Sox. We've got nine days left to sell tickets, which means it's probably eight or seven. Whenever you're listening to this. Get online at Section 336. Click at the top. for Join us for Father's Day. Bring your dad. Help us out. We need we uh, need a better show. $10. One Hamilton. Hamilton's yes, on the $10 bill? I thought no, it was Jefferson's. Jefferson's on the $2 bill. Okay. Gotcha. Then that's why I don't see Jefferson much. Yeah, he's a $10 founding father right. without a father. All right. When do we get Harriet Tubman on the on the – like fifty dollars. Ask bill Donald or Trump, right? <laughs> oh, Bergen political. <laughs> We're having this a nice, friendly, positive show too. Right. But yeah, seriously, come join us for the base. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, Enough like joking around. Right, no joking. Need you to come. Like <laughs> catch on the field ahead of time. Get your base socks, uh, pint glass. Hopefully they're glass, yeah, not outdoor pint Adam. glasses. Give me a break. Right, right. None of this outdoor stuff. I like my pint glasses <laughs> indoors. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great day. I mean, there's there's they, the weather's gonna be beautiful. There's optimism around all of Birdland right now absolutely. after the draft. It's just it's a good time Guys, to have a sucky team. It's a good they, time to be a fan. They they said we can throw out the first pitch. Yeah, and I'm really embarrassed about throwing Why? out the first pitch. Yeah, because because we haven't sold enough <laughs> tickets. I'm like I don't want to. Throw, I yeah, don't want to. We don't have. Out the, 
If we don't have at least 100 people I'm there, not gonna, I'm not throwing out the first pick. pitch. I'm not going to do it if no one knows who we are. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever know who's throwing out the first pitch? <laughs> I've never been to a yes. game where I know who's throwing the first pitch. It's always somebody who raised money for a foundation or something. Yes, but you know who's there? That foundation cheering <laughs> them on. So you at least hear like someone way up in the, in the upper deck cheer for a moment when he goes out there. Josh, I'll cheer you on. We cheer for each other. We support one oh. another. Yeah, okay. but I'm doing it from the stands. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm going to trip one of you guys walking out there so that the fans have something entertaining. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else for the uh, for the good? The not... There is a, a – a, it was no, also don't... nice how the Orioles oh, had a day oh, off oh, yesterday too, I was right? Say, oh, yeah, but I was going to say, let's not talk about no, the Major League. Team. I got nothing yeah. to talk about <laughs> with them, except I hope they keep losing. Chris Davis is coming back. Chris Davis is coming back, so that will help Bert he's, he's in the lineup tonight. Very oh, yeah. excited. I almost, pe- I almost peed my pants <laughs> when I saw the lineup. Yeah. Hey, uh, the lineup was bizarre, by the way, but that's we don't need to get into it. But I was it looks like upside down and backwards. I don't know. It, it was it was weird. I was surprised that uh, that Cisco wasn't in the lineup. Yeah, and Severino was battling number up. five or something. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Um, hey, but I did want to ask you: Do you know who Jack Young is? Uh, the, the, the new, the new mayor. Yes, of that's where I heard that name. No. Yes. All right, Jack Young's the new mayor Interim. of Baltimore. You know, because the other one like ripped off, ripped up off a bunch of kids with books or something. I wish Graysonville had a mayor. Um, I would run for it. Anyway, go ahead. I would. That would be great. So, uh, you know, Baltimore's got a, a murder problem. <laughs> but I just, just and a drug that. problem. But, I've seen The Wire. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen the mayor has announced what he thinks would be a good way to solve this situation? Are they putting the deputy Chris Davis on the streets? <laughs> no, but I would like to see Chris Davis involved in this. He wants to put a boxing ring in the civic center and invite people in there to work out their differences in the boxing ring rather than shooting each other. Uh, this is a definite, is this guy, did this guy used to be a high school principal? <laughs> this is a definite high school principal uh, move it is. when you have it's a lot a, of kids fighting. Right, it's a go back to the bank. Right, go out in the parking lot and deal with this. Yeah, and I would love to see. Uh, I don't know if I want to go. It seems like a bad idea to have a bunch of people who want to murder each other, like in the stands, cheer on their yeah, leader. Somebody's going to get murdered after the boxing match. <laughs> right, right, or or in the middle of the boxing match. So that all sounds like a bad idea. But I am all for more like. Uh, more random boxing matches. Yeah, I agree. They should have those programs, you know, where you can trade in your guns for cash. They should trade the right. guns for guns mittens, for, for boxing mittens. Gloves, right? You don't call them mittens. I don't. I, I think people in the business can sometimes. Call them <laughs> I mittens. think they call them gloves. Nah, I, they call them boxing mittens. Anyway, well, not kittens. Yeah. Anyway, I would love. Would you guys? Would you feel safe walking to the Orioles Stadium and you roll, you roll back, you roll by a bunch of young kids and they all pull out their boxing gloves? Would you guys feel safe, or would you walk a little faster? Well, I already don't feel safe when they pull out their squeegees. <laughs> mm. What if they were pulling out their squeegees while wearing a boxing mitten? Uh, is that for, like, the wax on, wax off? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if I saw uh, a guy rolling at me with a scooter on a scooter with boxing mittens, I would just bust out my own boxing glove and not say, let's go. I really like this. I could never – I'm not into guns. I'm Justin. Yeah, like every, I would love to sit in the situation where everyone has, you know, in their waistband, 
uh, an undercover boxing glove. <laughs> and if it, you know things get oh. ugly, they just pull out their undercover boxing glove, and we have you know a fist fight. No, I don't. I, I don't like, like the. Now, I don't like the concealed carry of the boxing gloves, but I like the idea of you've got it hooked on your belt strap <laughs> walking around. Yeah. I do like that. I mean, I think it's okay to conceal as long as, as long as they do background checks. Do you have to do background checks to get the mandatory boxing? Mandatory background check for boxing gloves. Can you do more damage to someone with a boxing glove or without? Oh, I would think... Like, does it cause more damage... With the glove, or or does it just it protects protect the you? person punching? I mean, it protects your hand. Yeah, right, right. I don't know. But like, if I punch you in the face, what hurts worse? Huh. I guess the fact is that by protecting my hand, I can hit you a second time and probably harder. Where if I hit you one time, I'm on the ground holding my hand. Yeah, the the glove does have a larger surface area to maybe do damage in a greater yeah. area. And then you you're all of a sudden bleeding. Your eye swells shut. Uh, Turns your eyeball into liquid. All of a sudden, it's dripping down your cheek. It's no good. You got some boxing experience, bro? No. <laughs> nope. No boxing experience. Shockingly. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Well, thanks for checking out another uh, episode. We managed to do a positive yeah, show on the Orioles. And... Uncoincidentally, we talked very little about the major league squad. Yeah, just about young keep boys. Keep losing. Keep on about, losing. Yeah. Because Burt wants some more young boys. <laughs> I just want to be losing. excited yeah. and watch draft yeah. night again next year. It was fun for that five minutes. <laughs> you know, whenever – once I settle on a show title, I go into Google Images and I yeah, type that show title. Don't do that. Don't do yourself, Josh. I don't think I'm going to do that. The I FBI think might show up. Else. Yeah, I think I'll just put Rushman well, up at there. At the end of this picture. season, we're going to look back. What's your best memory of 2019? It was those, that five minutes last night, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, maybe cheering him on at Camden Yards. Like, when, like, yeah, when he when comes he out and he waves. <laughs> right. That's going to be – that's going to be – what's going to be louder, that cheer or like opening day, guys running down the orange carpet? I don't know. Or or the or, the or how about when race. Mark Trumbo comes back? <laughs> See, <laughs> that's gonna be a silent <laughs> ballpark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram, Section Three Three Six Show, on Facebook, on Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter at Section Three Three Six. You can find Bert at on Bert Twitter, Rody. and you can find Josh on Twitter. At get your base ox tickets. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go base ox. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. We should have said uh, take bets on when was the stadium more quiet.